Sit this in the lounge Culture and Jesse, you know you can trust that we holding it down Well you can bet we applying that pressure to come by the pound Speaking the truth and allow just to do what makes us so profound That's why we got the crown Sit this is the lounge Culture and Jesse, you know you can trust that we holding it down Well you can bet we applying that pressure to come by the pound We living better no matter the weather, we sticking around Come see what we found yeah, this is the lounge VSOP for the record, no better Yeah, this for the wealth Both of the people are equals, no better To speak for the culture, our needs and our health Conscious it reign with dignity Giving the keys to victory and being a man Lift up the culture, protect it from leeches and vultures And speak for who need in their hands Cause this is the lounge Welcome back to the lounge I, of course, am your host Captain of the Cool Kids Host of the Grown Man Logic Podcast Duan Jade And I hope I hope that all is well. If you have caught the other two videos, we are in the middle of a series entitled Kill Bill. Bill standing for bias, inadequacy, laziness and lack of daisiness. Bias, inadequacy, laziness and lack of daisiness. These are the four qualities that uh, seem to hold us back as a people, not only as a people, but uh, not only as individuals, I should say, but as a collective. These four things are the major overarching terms that seem to hold us back. And tonight, tonight we're going to get into it. But where are my manners? Where are my manners? Our drink of the evening brought to you in this beautiful 14 25 ounce highball glass available on shopgrownmanlogicpod.com. Shopgrownmanlogicpod.com is an orange crush. Orange crush is our drink of the evening. It's light, it's refreshing, it's, it'll get you where you need to be. You know what I'm saying? It'll get you where you need to be. Um, We've talked about Beatrix. We've talked about Oren, Ishii. We talked about uh, how far are you willing to go to break a generational curse. And we've also talked about channeling trauma. And tonight, on the docket, we have Miss Vernita Green. Vernita Green is a character played by the very underrated and talented Vivica A. Fox in the film Kill Bill by Quentin Tarantino. And tonight, I want to discuss attempting to outrun your past. Attempting to outrun your past. We've seen it time and time again. Uh, anybody from Dave Chappelle to Kevin Hart to uh, athletes in pro wrestling, um, where Twitter and social media and things that were said 10, 12, 15, 20 years ago, things that were said and done, coming back to haunt people. Um, and Vernita Green is the perfect example of not being able to outrun your past. We first get introduced to her as she's being punched in the face, literally by a blast from the past. Now, it's important to note going in there, or as we dive deep into 
her story and her ultimate death that she doesn't really have a backstory in the film. So it forces me to stop and then ask the question, would you rather be missed or remembered? When it's all said and done, we've done the shout and we're done, the crying and you're stretched out on your back, looking at the roof of the church, shout to the dark man X. And people are sitting at your service and you're being eulogized, memorialized. Are you being missed or are you being remembered? What are you saying, Dewan Jay? Well, let me, let me break that down. Being remembered is people remembering who you are. We've seen it time and time again with these poor young men being slayed on city streets, pinned to a t-shirt or a button and balloons get released and candles lit and things of that nature. These people, they're remembered. They're remembered. And it's because of a smile. It's because of a mannerism. It's because of an act. So when you remember it, it's because you live life for self and the the thing that you gave to the world or had the opportunity to give to the world, you did not give it. And you chose to live for self. So you remembered, oh, that guy was funny. That guy was, you know, this and he was always saying this and he was always doing this. But when you're being missed, it means that you're adding value to something, someone, an environment a particular place, a sporting team, a, a high school team, a family unit, a cohesive unit, you're, you're being missed because what you added, nobody else can add. And it's important to, to live life on purpose, on your purpose and to your calling and to what it is that you, what it is that you were destined to do when you came on this earth. Because only then can you truly add value to the ongoings of this life. Life isn't a video game. This isn't Xbox, it's not PS5, it's not Switch, it's not the new meta video game system. There's no reset button. There's no, hey, let's just start over. One of the biggest mistakes and biggest jokes quite frankly out there when it comes to dealing with people is when you wrong someone and you've made amends and you've attempted to atone for your sin against that person one of the dumbest things that anybody can say is let's start over there is no restart you can't undo what is already done you can't choose your level of difficulty it's easy to uh, buy the new Madden, buy the new Live, or the new 2K game, the new uh, MLB, the show, FIFA or whatever, and, and beat up on the computer. You beat them up because you got it on the easiest setting possible. You have to play the hand that you're dealt. In this life, there is no choosing your level of difficulty. Here's what you have to do, and if you get a set of circumstances that are Hall of Fame level difficult, then you have to you have to play the game at that level. It's easy to beat up on the computer 100 to zero when you got the game on super easy or novice or beginner. But when you get in a room with real gamers, when you have to pick up the sticks, 
and in battle against something, a situation or a person that has some experience in this game, you're going to be exposed. You're going to be exposed and all of those reps that you did at the wrong level are going to be for naught. There's no cheat codes. You can't fast forward through the story mode. All this stuff has to play out. This isn't Mortal Kombat back on Sega Genesis where, you know, A-A-B-B-B-B-A-C you, and you get the blood code. Or you get unlimited health where you don't get fatigued. You can't turn the injuries off. Stuff happens here and it hurts. And these are the situations that we find ourselves in that we have to combat on, on, on a daily basis. Now, back to our story. Vernita Green gets punched in the face by the bride, Miss Beatrix. Like I, I, I hinted at it two weeks ago. Um, she gets punched in the face because she partook in the original sin. She partook in, a, in an act that was vile and disgusting. It's easy in life to do the wrong thing. When, when Vernita Green was at the massacre at the Pines, um, partaking in the destruction of all of these people, she was three months pregnant. She was three months pregnant, and the only reason that she participated in this event is because of jealousy and envy. We all know somebody whose emotions have caused them to move afoul of what society thinks is good or what society thinks is normal. And jealousy is 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 one of the, the envy, or should I say, is one of the seven deadly sins. It can literally cost you your life as it did with Miss Vernita Green. She was jealous of Beatrix because she felt like her name should have been the Black Mama over a code name. That's no different than Carl Kanai vests, Air Forces, jewelry, money, cars, TVs, anything of value that we hold that we uh, that other people get envious of. They get envious of and envious about. She was jealous. And she had a poor choice of friends. Because the same people that was riding with her when she was on the top failed to warn her that her doom was coming. We have to be careful in this life about who we surround ourselves with. We've all heard stories. We've all seen the cliches. We've seen the memes posted on Twitter. We've seen them um, you know, across Instagram stories and things of that nature where, you know, don't tell me that somebody was talking trash about me. Tell me why they were so comfortable saying it in front of you. We have to be very selective about who we allow in our lives because these people um, directly impact your reputation. And if they impact your reputation, they impact people's perception of you and therefore determine the level of difficulty that I was mentioning earlier. Now, everybody says, you know, people make mistakes and there's atonement and forgiveness and things of that nature. And it's true. The average lifetime, we make 7,700. No, excuse me. Excuse me. I misspoke. We make 773,618 decisions, the average person. And we regret 
143,262. Now, quick math says that's about 18.5% of decisions that we make in this life we're going to regret. So the phrase, no regrets, is bullshit. So we find Miss Vernita Green um, attempting to run from her past. She was a cold-blooded killer. She was putting her baby and herself at risk when she participated in a, in a fight that ultimately led to the shooting of the bride. But she's not unlike us. 90% of people on the face of the earth live with at least one major regret. Just let that sink in. If there's 10 people in a room, nine of them have one major regret. That's crazy. That's crazy. How do we know when it's time? Before we go there, we find Vernita Green living a suburban life with a regular schmegular dude, right? She's attempting, uh, she married a doctor, and she's attempting to put the past behind her and move forward with this doctor. She assumed an alias. She uh, changed everything about herself. It's here that we have to be cautious. I said what I said. Nah, no regrets. Bullshit. There's, there's no such thing as that. And if we don't deal with our problems, if we just sweep them under a rug, brush over them, move along in this life and attempt to uh, move forward without addressing what the concern, it will come back to punch you in the face. It can come back to kill you. It is that serious. She gets punched in the face. Her house gets wrecked. These are all metaphors. Bars dropped by the great man Tarantino because if you don't deal with your problems, it can literally wreck your household. Right before your very eyes. And the thing to stop the initial fist fight was the daughter getting off the bus. And she looked at Beatrice and was like, let's put this on pause. You want some coffee? She's battered. She's bruised. Both of them are. They're bloody. No matter how much concealer, foundation, shiseido, mascara that you put on your face, no matter how fresh your lineup is, no matter uh, what's on your waist in terms of you know designer belts, uh, no matter what color the bottom of your shoes are, when your life is in turmoil and your house is in turmoil, it's going to show, it's going to be evident. The bruises you wear on your face. And we further see evidence that she didn't really address the problem, so therefore there was no change. So they're drinking the coffee in the kitchen and they're having a civil conversation about the terms of the conflict that they have. So they finally settle on uh, a course of action. Sorry, Mr. Tarantino, not really trying to give away uh, your movie, but anybody who hasn't seen Kill Bill uh, need to go watch this, especially after seeing this series. 
we're hearing this series if you're catching it um, on podcast format, wherever you get your podcast. But they, they settle on a course of action. Now, Vanita Green, she was known for ambush attack, quick, sudden movement. So they settle on a knife fight in pitch black darkness dressed in all black because she gave herself the advantage. This was her strength, the element of surprise. And it's crazy. It's crazy because she didn't deal with her problems, so she reverted back to herself, which means that she was predictable. So the isolated life that she lived along with her husband and attempted to fool this poor man into uh, thinking that she was somebody that she wasn't came back when she tried to surprise attack Beatrice. And this ultimately cost her her life. I digress. How do we know when it's time to move on? How do we know when the situation for us is too toxic? How do we know when it's time to address our concerns? When, when it's time to look in the mirror and get comfortable with ourselves and our inadequacies? How do we know when it's time to address our lackadaisicalness? How do we know when it's time to address our biases, our laziness? When you start to feel a void and what you're doing is no longer fulfilling, it's time to, to, to move on. Because one of two things has happened. Either you've A, outgrown the situation, or B, the situation's become too big for you. Throwing a hot dog or a pickle down the hallway doesn't cause much ripple. But throwing a boulder in a swimming pool causes a huge splash. And that's where we find ourselves. We, we have to deal with our past when we find the need for closure with words left unsaid or a lack of understanding or we continue to replay this history either subconsciously or in our dreams. When we start to have dreams, when we get a form of PTSD or integration, which is the most common form of needing to deal with our past. And by integration, I mean we literally bring the problems of our past into our present, whether that's relationships, whether that's um, being lazy, whether that's um, not following through, not having discipline. We tend to carry that over and integrate it into our lives. And it happens so subtly. It's almost as if you were in a diamond, a baseball diamond pitch black dressed in all black in a knife fight. We, we have given ourselves excuses to not deal with the past. We make up these crutches. When Beatrix came to confront Vernita about her partaking, she tried to say that she was a different person now and the past is the past and because she kicked her ass that they're about even. To which Beatrice replied, the only way we could be even is if I killed your husband and that little girl upstairs before I murdered you. Which 
is a cold-blooded line. It seems like it's some cold-blooded shit to say, but it's true. When, when karma comes back around, it comes back around tenfold. It comes back around a hundredfold sometimes. And it feels like the weight of the world has literally been uh, placed on your shoulders and there's nothing that you can do about it except for address the problem. I talk with friends often. I talk with clients often um, on the life coaching side. And I tell them that the only way to get finished with a problem is to go through it. Because if you run backwards, you have to go through it again. And if you stand still, you're going to continue to be hit by the, the shrapnel of said problem. But we set ourselves up, especially in today's era. I said what I said. It is what it is. They, they, the old me would have blah, 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 this, that, and the third. We, we're setting ourselves up. Where's the benefit? Where's the growth? Where's the change, the behavior? The greatest apology that there is is changed behavior. But because of, I said what I said, it is what it is. The old me would have blah, 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 just that in the third. You're still, you're still behaving this way. And, and, and cancel culture is another one. Social media has allowed us to block anybody that's going to hold us accountable. If you're not on my program, if you're not on code, I don't want to hear what you have to say. Block. I don't like the tone in which you said it. Block unsubscribe unfollow I don't I don't want to hear it the crutches and the cancel culture have created this stigma that we don't have to deal with our problems and nothing can be further than the truth further from the truth I should say you can't heal without the confrontation the old habits leak out due to not proper healing, such as the knife fight, the attempt to ambush her with a gun. But because you're predictable, because you haven't really changed, you telegraph your move. The gun was hitting in a kaboom box. The cereal that she was eating was literally called kaboom. It was another sneak attack. And her old habits literally cost her her life. So at the end of the day, what am I saying? What's the message that I want you to take away from this? You can't run from who you used to be because who you used to be contributed to who you are. And as a result of that, the negative aspects of who we are or who we were or who uh, society portrays us to be, we have to confront, we have to, we have to deal with it. We have to man up, we have to woman up, we have to person up and deal with our problems. There's no running because your old habits left unchecked can literally kill you. Vernita Green had no backstory. She was remembered, but she wasn't missed because she added no value. She added no value to the point that her old sensei, her old boss or supervisor knew that this other woman was coming to kill her and failed to warn her. Maybe she had it coming. Do you? Do we? Do we have it coming?
if you don't deal with your problems, you have it coming. I'm going to leave it right there. Please, by all means, if you're watching this on YouTube, hit the like and subscribe button. Leave me some comments below. Um, follow Grown Man Logic on Instagram. Where we're live every Monday and Thursday at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. If you're looking for merch, shop grownmanlogicpod.com where you can get that glass that you've seen me drinking out of all night. Um, we have t-shirts, pajamas, the copy of my first book, Dear Dominic is available on shop grownmanlogicpod.com and I'm dropping jewels in that book just like I'm dropping to you right now next week we're going to be talking about the fake you versus the real you when we discuss bud but for now this has been your episode of the VSOP lounge We'll see you next week. Cheers.